Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. How much does age really matter? Phil Mickelson proved at the 2021 PGA Championship that what matters even more than your age is what you believe you can do. And the fact is, more of us are living longer, leading more active lives in retirement, so we need to get serious about planning for longevity. Before we jump in today, the number again is 863-285-3815. That's how you can reach Philip Statler about your retirement income analysis to help you figure out if you're at risk risk of running out of money in retirement. So glad you're here with us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. And Philip, I think talking about Phil Mickelson and golf is a perfect way to start a show that airs Father's Day weekend, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's great uh, to celebrate our fathers and, and, and thankfully mine's still here to help celebrate. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good thing. And and, uh, you know, my, my kids are coming in from out of town. So, so we've got a lot of good stuff happening. But, you know, talking about Phil Mickelson, I know we're going to talk about him a little bit more. But the other thing is we just finished up here in Highlands County the Heartland Triathlon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and talking yeah. about talking about older folks competing. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. are a lot of 60-, 70-year-olds that actually get out and compete in that triathlon. Isn't that just inspiring? It I is. mean, really, it, when you see how active people can stay for so long, gosh, I love seeing that in so many people. It is. And it, it made me think back to uh, I, I, I was wearing a shirt this weekend from one of the triathlons I'd done, but it was um, eight years ago. So it's like that was been the last while. one I did. So, it's, yeah, it's been a while. I, I keep thinking I'm going to try again. Well, yeah, gosh. And, you know, we're talking about Phil Mickelson at age 50 with a golf championship, which is a big deal. But then when you talk about somebody 20 years older doing a triathlon, I, I don't know. It maybe maybe doesn't make Phil Mickelson seem like such a big deal after all. But really, I think all these folks, whether it's the, the folks doing the triathlon or Phil Mickelson, who we've got some sound from here, it, just showing that age is just a number. I mean, I, I think that's what he did when he won the PGA Championship at age 50, making him the oldest major champion. And and I don't know if you followed much of that after it happened, but I watched some of the news conference right after he won, and he told media outlets during that news conference that there really there's no reason why he couldn't achieve such an accomplishment at this point in life. So take a listen to this. My desire to play is the same. Like I, I've never been driven by exterior things. I've always been, you know, intrinsically motivated because I love to compete. I love playing the game. I love having opportunities to um, play against the best at the highest level. And so that's what's what drives me. And I think that that's what has um, the belief that I could still do it uh, inspired me to work harder. And, and um, I just didn't see why it couldn't be done. It just took a little bit more effort. Gosh, I love how he talks about the desire to play hasn't changed. I mean, how many times, Philip, do we make these assumptions about people losing their their drive or their sense of purpose? And he's just showing that's just not true. He still loves to play. He has a sense of purpose. How important it is for your clients to have a sense of purpose like that. You know, that's a big deal, Jen. As we look to retirement, 
you know, one of the things that, that we battle when we when we sit down and coach our clients is what are you going to do mm-hmm. with your time? Right. I mean, money, money's one thing, right? We, we got to have enough income to live off of. But the other part of that is, is, is what are you going to do with, you know, all the time that you used to go to work, which is eight to 10 hours a day. You can't sit home and twiddle your thumbs. Uh, you can't play golf seven days a week. Hmm. I mean, there's some guys that try, but <laughs> but uh, you, you got to have some downtime. And so what are you going to do? And so I can't tell you how important it is to figure out what that purpose is going to be, because that's going to help you in retirement. So, I mean, such a big way is going to help. That's such a good point when we want to have some sort of sense of purpose, too much leisure time. It's kind of like, you know, too much of a good thing. You you have those moments where maybe you've overindulged too much cake and then all of a sudden you're craving broccoli and, and plain shredded wheat, just something healthy, <laughs> something that's good for you, right? I mean, that's, you know, just too much of a good thing sometimes. We want to have a little more structure in, in what's going balance. on with us. You know, we want balance right. within our, our, our lives and and so we're that, that's a that's hard to to come by sometimes. Right. I mean, yeah, my wife may not appreciate this, but but she just semi-retired uh-huh. la- last week. Oh wow! And so her trying to find that balance because now she's not going to work four days a week. You know, she's going to work one or two days a week. So so you know, figuring out that balance and still having some structure in our lives is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just want to make sure that we're we're not uh, sitting around just feeling like we're we're wasting time all the time. And I have one more clip from Phil Mickelson that I wanted to play, uh, talking a little bit again about he made some changes in his lifestyle to get back to peak performance. And not only did he do this, here's what I I, I want everybody to hear. He says the same is true for all of us. So take a listen to this. The point is that there's no reason why I or anybody else can't do it at a later age. It just takes a little bit more work. And I don't know if you have looked at like a side-by-side picture of Phil Mickelson now versus 30 years ago when he when he first got into pro golf. He's a completely different person now. He's probably half the person <laughs> that he was. He is. He has stepped up his practice regimen. He's made some changes to his lifestyle and his eating habits. He does things like intermittent fasting so he could get in better shape to stay competitive. Um, and, and I think there's a, a notion there, Philip. Sometimes we do see people like Phil Mickelson. I think you could argue, even though he's older than he 30 years older than he was when he first got into pro golf he is in the best shape of his life right now and a lot of us uh, have have done that have really made some changes you see people now that are in better physical shape than they were back in their 20s or 30s how important is taking care of our physical health when it comes to thinking about your retirement and what you want your retirement to be like you know, it, it's really important. So, so we look at things like that when we when we're trying to look at retirement. Is there's several things that are important. Mm-hmm. Your your money, obviously, your investments, those are important. You know, having a purpose and a focus during retirement, that's important. And the third thing that really is important is your health. I mean, so much focuses on how healthy you are. Um, And so if you can do anything to improve your health, and there are a lot of folks that, you know, later in life, you know, a light bulb kind of goes on and, and and they focus on getting healthier. 
and then trying to stay healthier even into and through retirement. And, and that helps in a lot of ways, even on the money side. Mm-hmm. Right. And and let's talk about the money side of healthcare because there are people who think if they stay healthy, they're not really going to have much in the, in the way of healthcare costs in retirement. And in some aspects, that could be true. But Fidelity just released their latest estimate again. Now, the average 65-year-old couple can expect to pay $300,000 to cover their healthcare costs in retirement. And Philip, that's the average couple. That's not somebody who's sick. That doesn't include long-term care. So, it actually could still still cost a lot over the course of your retirement. How do you approach planning for that and covering those health care costs? Well, I think when we look at that, there are several areas that we want to look at. One, we look at, at just making sure the income plans that we put together have some inflationary things built into them to help cover some of that stuff. The other thing we look at is what alternatives are out there for long-term care because that becomes an issue and and there's more than one way uh, to really skin that cat and so depending on the circumstances really does depend on how we focus Mm -hmm. on that subject there's a lot of options out there people are fixated on one or the other and there's there's a multitude of options that we look at when we talk to our clients about that very subject but the big thing is having an income plan that's going to account for inflation along the way, because that's going to be what you're going to pay those healthcare costs out of. So if you don't have a written retirement income plan, please don't procrastinate. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your financial x-ray. All right, 863-285-3815 is that number again. Uh, as we talk a little bit about people living longer lives, staying active, staying healthy longer, it just leads us to that discussion about longevity in retirement. People are living a long time. That means longer retirements. How do you help people really get serious about planning for longevity and not making assumptions that I'm not going to live to 90. I'm not going to live to 95. Because what if you do? And that's the big question, right? What if you do? You know, you can't take it back, right? You can't, Mm -hmm. well, I wish I wouldn't have spent that money or I I did the wrong things. And and I tell my clients now, look, I had a client come in and, and we sat down and we looked at his stuff and he said, you know, Philip, don't worry about it. I'm not going to be here in three or four years anyway. Uh, my health's just that bad. And, and you know, Jen, that was eight, eight oh and a half, gosh. nine years ago. So, so <laughs> wow. I tell that story because nobody knows. I mean, obviously, we're not promised tomorrow, but we don't know we could be here 30 years from now. And so we have to plan as if that is what's going to happen. And that's what we do. You know, we, we run all our numbers out to age 100 or better just to make sure that the income that we've put into place is going to be there when they need it. Right, exactly. And it also needs to be there as long as we need it. You are right to worry about possibly running out of money if that's something that you're concerned about. When it comes to retirement, you want to make sure that you only retire once. It's going to be really hard to go back and try to earn a paycheck again if you've already left the workforce. When older workers leave their longtime jobs and try to find jobs again, AARP stats say about 90% of them never earn as much again. So it's going to be different if you have to try to go back. You need to make sure that you've saved enough and you need to figure out if you are at risk of running out of money in retirement. You know, Jen, running out of money is still the biggest fear for so many of the people I work with. People get caught up in how much they've saved, but 
what you really need to think about is how much will you need to spend in retirement? What could it take for you to live your ideal lifestyle, the, the retirement you always dreamed of for the next 30 years? If you're listening to me right now and you don't have a written retirement income strategy, I invite you to give us a call so that we can help you create a budget to figure out how much you will need for retirement that you've always dreamed about. To uncover the main risk posing a threat to your retirement, things like inflation, stock market volatility, potential tax increases, and skyrocketing healthcare costs. And to learn more about the options for generating income in retirement, learn about how to keep your current standard of living in retirement, even as costs continue to rise. It's complimentary to do this analysis and there's no obligation, but this is just for the folks listening today to our show. And you've saved at least $150,000 for your retirement. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 and ask for your retirement income analysis. The things we talk about, the strategies we use are designed to help make sure the money won't run out no matter how long you live in retirement. We aren't doing this to make you rich. We want to help make sure that you don't end up outliving your retirement savings. So give us a call right now at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. If you have a retirement plan and would like a second opinion, call Statler Financial Services today, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rezac, happy to be here today with Philip Statler. He's president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And Philip, I don't know if you follow this blog or not, but Financial Samurai is a blogger out there, a financial blogger. He raised some eyebrows when he laid out some stark numbers about retirement. And here's what he wrote, Philip, and I want to get your take on this. He wrote that in order to retire, you need to multiply your desired annual expenses by 200. So if you do the math, the way he laid this out, Planning for $40,000 per year means you need to accumulate $8 million for retirement. Yes. $8 million? It sounds really crazy. Do we really need to aim that high? What do you think of this blog? I'm thinking, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know this guy. Um, Is he, was he smoking something? I mean, you know, (laughs) I I don't know. Because I'm thinking, you know, $8 million. First, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that he's not taking everything into consideration that he needs to be taken into account, even if he wanted to use that, you know, kind of his number there. But that's just absurd that, that somebody would need $8 million to sustain a $40,000 a year uh, lifestyle, unless he thinks that, you know, we're going to leave everything to the kids and, and wants more there than when, when, they, when they started. But that, that's just a, an absurd number. It does seem really crazy, and it just seems like maybe you're trying to give yourself a lot of wiggle room for 
really bad investment decisions or really crazy spending. I don't know, but the logic. Really bad, really, really bad. (laughs) Right? The logic behind this blog post is what he's calling the 0.5% rule. So, So saving enough so you only take a half a percent out each year. My gosh, should we really only be able to count on taking a half of a percent from our retirement accounts every year? You know, that's just that's just crazy. Let, let's just look at this for a minute, um, Jen. You know, we need $40,000 a year we're going to spend. So we don't have to generate $40,000 a year out of our portfolio, number one, because we have other sources of income, right? I mean, we have Social Security, unless he's just throwing that out the window. Um, but, but we got Social Security uh, and maybe we have a pension. So... So maybe out of that forty thousand, maybe we only need twenty, or maybe we only need ten. So, so I think that we have to look at a lot of different things. But, but his um, perspective to me is way off base, um, way off base, <laughs> and and there's no need for that amount of money. I mean, it'd be don't get me wrong, it'd be nice, right? But. There's no need for somebody that that needs $40,000 a year of spendable money to have to have $8 million put away for retirement. Mm-hmm. That's just a a ridiculous number. And, and uh, you know, I, I didn't read the blog, but I'm thinking, okay, is he trying to get a reaction from people? Is he, <laughs> what's he trying to do? Yeah, you know, what's what's his side gig here? Because there's something there that that's not reading out in those numbers. Because that, like I said, that would just be uh, totally ridiculous to expect that. Because you, if you take into consideration Social Security, you know, now that's going to cut that number down significantly from what you need. Right. E- even if, even if, Jen, he was using that half percent rule, right? He, he's not using the right starting number. So if we took the 40,000 minus Social Security, um, and it's a, you don't get a pension. So you got his and her Social Security. So now we got to be down to 20, 20, $15,000 that we need a, a year. So, so you apply the half percent to that and we're, we've already cut that number in half, right? Right, right. Well, and I wonder, first of all, I think this guy is pretty young and was planning on having one of those really early retirements, you know, 30 years old, 40 years old. But still, that's a really ambitious savings goal for someone to be able to save that much by that age. So so that's kind of crazy. But also, I think it, it goes into what we talk about a lot on this show, and that is we get so caught up and the dollar amount, and what's my net worth, and what's in my accounts, and what am I saving, that we forget we don't need to have this massive account that we treat like a giant ATM. We we have some different strategies, and, and we, we go ahead and we implement different strategies and use different tools to make the money last, not just save and save and save and save and save, and then just take money out whenever we want. That's that's really not what we're going for. No, absolutely not. And, and, you know, you and I have talked up many a time on the show that, that we don't look at what that, what, what is the ultimate goal of collecting before we head into retirement, you know, because we talk a lot about, well, people think you need a million dollars here. This guy thinks you need 8 million. Um, So, so when I look at that, I'm thinking, okay, that's just, um, he's, he's using the wrong starting point, right? We we do need to look at what we're going to spend. I mean, you and I have talked about that a lot on the show and, and making sure we have an income plan in place that's going to address the amount of money we need. But we have to take into consideration all our sources of income. And that may that's probably going to be Social Security. 
It's going to be maybe, maybe if you're lucky, a pension, maybe you got rental income. So there's other factors that have to come into play as you build it. And that's why I just believe that there's not a percentage rule. I mean, we've heard the 4% rule and we, and we can poke holes in that all day long too. Um, but I think that we need to look at what do we need to live? That's why I believe people need to have a income plan in place and virtually no one has that when they head into retirement. And so, and we need to have a written income plan, not just in my mind, I know here's how it's going to work. We need to have a plan in place so that we know where your money's going to come from every single month in retirement. And we need to build that plan before you retire. Now, if you have retired already, that's fine. We can still do it. But ideally, we want to do that before you retire so that you know where your income's coming from. Now, look, if you don't have an income plan, if you don't have a written income plan, I'm not talking about a financial plan. I'm not talking about a retirement plan. I'm talking about specifically a written retirement income plan. Give me a call and let's walk through that process of building one for you. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get started on your retirement income plan. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And, you know, Philip, interest rates are really a double edged sword in the world of finances. We'll get away from the samurai sword for a financial samurai, but <laughs> interest rates are a double edged sword. They're helpful for borrowers, for people who are, you know, younger and borrowing money. But Market Watch says low interest rates mean it will take more money to purchase the same standard of living in retirement. So it, it's rough on retirees. How do you plan around low interest rates in retirement? Yeah, you know, that made me think, Jen. When I was trying to get my first home, uh-huh. my first mortgage, the interest rate was going to be 14.9%. No. Was this in the, in the 80s? Is this what yeah, this of was? course, oh of course. You know. So can take that today and you could go get a 30-year fixed mortgage right now for what? Three, three and a quarter percent? crazy. But so how does that relate to retirement? It's a big deal, right? Because we don't have the 1980s interest rates anymore. And most likely we will never see those rates again. And so we are stuck in this low interest rate environment and, and we need to find answers. How do we keep up with inflation? How do we get a better rate of return? And What's it going to take to do that? And and I think that there are some things there that we can do, and they're not always the conventional thinking, right? So we have to think outside the box sometimes. And that's why, Jen, I think it's important that people put together that retirement income plan that I talk about so much, because it helps us realize what we have to do to create the income we're going to need, given where interest rates are today. And, and I think that's important that, that people take a look at that, again, because interest rates are so low and we expect inflation to eventually start to pick up. 
And there is no no end in sight to low interest rates for the time being, but inflation could still be an issue down the road, and and that's what causes people to struggle here because you don't get a lot of growth with interest rates in your savings. But but then there's this concern about risk. What are some potential options where baby boomers can put their money to get some growth, but without putting it all at risk in the markets? Because that's that's what I think this is why so many people put so much at risk. They're just looking for growth. Absolutely. You're, you're so right. And and I've sat down recently with a lot of folks that, that that's been an issue, right? They, they, they're, they're fearful of the market, but they're looking at, at what they're making on savings at the bank and they're, and they're scratching their heads that there's got to be something better. And, and there is. For a lot of people, there are some other options out there that they can take a look at. Now, I know it's been a little while since we've done a show on annuities, but but annuities are one way, and they were di- designed specifically to help people create income. But there's a type of, of annuity called an indexed annuity that can give you, kind of, I call it the best of both worlds, right? We can get some, some market rate returns, for, but yet still have our principal protected. And so now are we going to get all of what the market does? No, we're not. You know, maybe we get 50%, maybe we get 40% of what the S&P 500 does. Um, But the flip side of that is we won't lose anything, right? There's no downside risk. And people will look at me and say, well, what about bonds or dividend paying stocks? All of those things can lose value. Where the index annuity, the principal, as long as you do what the contract says, the principal's is, is guaranteed by the insurance company and you're not going to lose any value there. Now, now there's, that's kind of the pros, right? There's always cons in any type of investment we do, whether it's the stock market, the bond market, the commodities or nudies, there's always pros and cons. So what are those? Well, you know, there's immediate liquidity, right? In the annuity. So just like the bank CD, you put in a five-year CD, maybe you're putting in a seven-year annuity. So we've got seven years of time constraints, But if we're getting compensated for that time, that's a good thing. So if we take it out early, we might get dinged for some surrender charges that we didn't anticipate. So so you need to make sure that you look at the pros and cons of every type of thing that you put your money in, whether it's annuities, the stock market. Nobody wants to talk about the cost of what the stock market could be. But if the market went down like it did in in March, went down 30-something percent, and you needed your money, that's a heck of a penalty to have to pay, you know, losing 30% of your money. So just remember that everything's got the pluses and everything's got minuses across the board. That's kind of what I think in terms of looking for income possibilities and and getting some better returns than what we see in banks right now. And, And so look, if you don't know what's available out there and you're just guessing then you need to give me a call and let me help walk you through the process of determining income planning, risk analysis. All those things are vitally important. Give me a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815, especially if you don't know how much risk you have or you're pretty risk averse and you want to find an alternative to risk of the stock market. Give me a call, 863 285 3815. 
A lot of people plan to keep a job even in retirement. Put it another way, in retirement, we don't need your rocking chair. We'll be back after this on the Statler Financial Radio Show. If you have a retirement plan and would like a second opinion, call Statler Financial Services today, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. You toss a penny over your shoulder into a fountain and you make a wish. You look into the fountain and see a lot of pennies, but you see some quarters too. You think, who throws quarters when pennies will do? Now think about the taxes you could be paying in retirement. Do you want to throw pennies or quarters to Uncle Sam? Philip Statler at Statler Financial knows that not planning for taxes in retirement can drain your savings. Taxes can be complicated, so start planning now so you aren't caught off guard in retirement. Call Philip at 863-285-3815. Together, you'll create a plan designed to help you keep as much of your money as possible. Watch your pennies and quarters in retirement. Tell Philip Statler at Statler Financial what your retirement wishes are. Call now, 863-285-3815. That number, 863-285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor firm in the state of Florida. I don't need your rocking chair. You chair at all or you make care. <laughs> this is the Statler Financial Radio Show. That was George Jones with a pretty accurate description of how many of us view retirement today. Talking today with Philip Statler, and I'm Jen Rizak alongside Philip. A new survey says 59% of baby boomers who are still working expect to keep working in retirement. They want to stay active, engaged, employed, even after they retire from their career. They don't need that rocking chair. So, so Philip, <laughs> for your clients who plan to keep working, talk a little bit about what you hear what what's their reason behind staying employed in retirement so so a couple things that come to mind here and and just talking from some family experience i had an uncle and you know he worked until i think he was 70 71 um and and for him i think it was yeah he felt if he stopped working he'd die you know and so and, and i think that that is a common theme that I hear from people is that they're in the back of their psyche. They believe if they quit working because people they know, as soon as they retired, you know, within a year or two, they died. Yeah. And so that's what sticks with them. That's not necessarily true, right? We can, we can say there's a lot of people that retire and still living. And so um, it's all on what you focus on, but, but there are people that just, they need something to do. And I get that part, Jim, because in, in conversations I have with folks, you kind of get that deer in the headlight look sometimes when you say, okay, so when you retire, you know, what are you going to do to keep yourself busy? And they can, they can rock off a few things, but then it's like, well, then, then I'm not sure what I'm going to do once I get those projects done. Right. And so those type of people, they need to stay busy. And so sometimes the easiest thing to do is to get a part-time job or stay what you're doing now because they love what they're doing. They just don't want to do it as much. And so they make arrangements with their current employer to say, hey, look, you know, I, I want to work about half of what I'm working now. 
and take more time off, but, but I want to be engaged and, and I like what I'm doing and I, and I still want to do this. And so a lot of times because of the experience and the value that that employee brings to the table, then work with them on, mm-hmm. on a plan to keep them working uh, even, even in retirement. And for those who do plan to keep working, and again, that's a majority at 59%, and it does make sense when you look at how important it is for people to have a sense of purpose and to feel valued, and and that does happen when we work, but how does that impact things like Social Security or Medicare benefits? So, Jen, we can look at that from both sides, right, from the pros and the cons, because it can be both as we look at it. So, Social Security, it's going to depend on when they retire. Did they wait until full retirement age to actually retire, which I would hope in the scenario they, they would have. Um, so if they if they didn't, though, if they retired at 62 and just kept working, well, then we got some issues, right? We got Social Security because there's some wage limits before they start taking away some of your Social Security. Or the other part of that is, is that they start having to pay more uh, for their Medicare benefits because they're making too much money. And so, you know, here I can tell you that I've had clients that um, all of a sudden had a windfall of income coming in and and all of a sudden they get a bill for higher Medicare Part B premium amounts. And that was a rude awakening for them. Hmm. If you get over certain income limits – the amount you have to start paying for your Medicare Part B premium goes up and it's no small jump and it catches people off guard because they don't realize what's going to happen. Definitely something that we want to keep an eye on and talk about what goes on with our taxes. Because if you're still working, you're still going to have some income taxes to pay just like during your career. But taxes overall, will that likely to be less in retirement? Again, it comes down to what you're making, right? So I, I would think in general, that taxes would be less. But let's don't forget that if we are working and we are taking our Social Security, people always think Social Security is tax-free, and that's just not the case, right? There's a formula, and it's, it's a funky formula that gets applied to your income to determine how much of your Social Security will be taxable. It could be that, especially if you have a pension or you're taking money out of your IRA or your 401k to supplement your your part-time job and your Social Security, well, you know, your taxes may not go down as much as you think they will. So you need to be aware of that and be ready for that. Um, That really is, I believe, one of the reasons that, that folks need to understand where they're taking income from, how that's going to affect their taxes. And that's all part of income planning and putting together that retirement income plan that everybody should have. Let us help you do that. Let's get started on that. If you're five years out from retirement, it is an ideal time to start putting together your retirement income plan written down so you can focus on it. Give me a call and let's help walk you through that. 863-285-3815. That's right. 863-285-3815. Let's get started on your financial income plan today. 863-285-3815. 
Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. This article I found on Yahoo Finance says one of the three biggest expenses to save for in retirement is taxes. So it turns out it's really something that's going to impact a lot of us. Philip, is this something we need to save for? Do we just set aside some savings to deal with taxes or are there other strategies to think about? I think it's both. I think we have to be cognizant of what taxes mean when we get ready to file our returns. We, I think we need to understand that you know, taxes are, are relatively low right now compared to what they have been in the past. And so uh, it may be time to take advantage of where we are in the tax scenario. And so it, it's one of those cases where it may be beneficial to pay a little more now so we don't have to pay a lot more down the road. And that's, Jen, a really hard concept for people to grasp. Yeah, I know I was meeting with a client and they realized that we are in a very low tax situation right now. And so he wanted to run the analysis to determine if it made sense to do a Roth conversion. And so we're talking about that and we're going to run some numbers to see what that looks like for him. And, and I explained to him, you know, when you do a Roth conversion, everybody thinks it's going to be all grand, but you still have to pay more taxes today to make that work so you don't have to pay more later. And and people have a hard time with that. And so we want to make sure it's on paper and they can actually see what that number looks like. But but that's what it is. The Roth conversion is one way I think we can pay tax today and reduce our tax liability down the road. Um but it, like I said, it is going to cause you to pay some taxes today more than what you normally have to pay. And it's better if you can take that money out of existing savings, not out of your IRA to have to pay those taxes. The other thing, again, you have to be really aware of when we do Roth conversions is that it can affect the taxability of your Social Security. It can uh, impact like I was talking about earlier, it can impact how much your Medicare premiums are if you're collecting Medicare. Um, it, it can it can be a very rude awakening a year or two down the road when you get that bill saying, oh, because your income back in 2020 was such and such, now you have to pay you know, $100 more towards your Medicare premium for a year. So you know, everybody should look in, and really talk to their tax uh, advisor to make sure that what they're doing fits within what they're comfortable with and they're not really m- making a mistake for themselves. They're staying in the right tax brackets. That's the big thing I look at. Philip Forbes says there are several tax mistakes that could end up harming your retirement. So aside from assuming your taxes are going to be lower in retirement, one of the mistakes they list is not contributing to a Roth or a 401k. How do we know if we should consider a Roth IRA or something like that? I mean, one thing I think people need to look at is sometimes your 401k will offer a Roth provision, meaning you can elect to put your your contribution into a, into a Roth part of the 401k. And so how do you make that decision? It, to me, what, what I look at is what tax bracket are you in? I mean, if you're in a, right now today, in a 22 or 24% tax bracket, not the lowest, but definitely not the highest, I'm willing to eat those tax dollars right now and put it to a Roth. You know, I think that 
if you're at 25% or lower tax bracket, you definitely need to be using the Roth part, the Roth 401k provisions, the Roth IRA, you know, to me, everything Roth pay the tax now because down the road, I believe taxes will be significantly higher. Now, if you're in a higher than 25% tax bracket, you know, you kind of have to weigh that out for yourself. What, what are you, what can you stomach where you think you're at? You know, in Florida, we're pretty fortunate. We don't have state income tax, but in other States, that state income tax can be a huge deal too. And so you have to weigh that out in terms of, of what makes sense for you. Another potential tax mistake is taking withdrawals from your accounts in the wrong order. Get, getting the order right is really important here. How do you help people create a strategy for taking withdrawals in the right order from their retirement accounts? Well, I think that uh, plays into the income plan that, that we have put together for folks and you're right. So often I see people um, not taking money from the right accounts and wasting some tax brackets. Um, and so we'll focus on that, right? Especially if they're clients of ours and they say, hey, Philip, we need some money. And, and we go in and look at their tax return and run some numbers and say, okay, I think we need to take this amount out of your IRA and we need to take this amount out of your non-qualified account. And the problem is, is people don't think about it. They'll call their 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 broker or their advisor and say, hey, I need 15 grand. And nobody says, well, which account do you want to take it from? Because typically the client doesn't, doesn't know or doesn't realize mm-hmm. the best place to take it from. And so that's something we do. We, we'll run the numbers. Okay, look, I think you need to take money from here instead of from over here. A matter of fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a client call in and say, hey, Philip, you know, I need $20,000. I said, okay, so let me look at where you're at and, and where things are, and I'll come back and let you know where we need to take it from. And, and I called her back and said, look, you know, we need to take 10000 from your IRA and $10,000 from your Roth IRA to, for tax purposes and for cash flow purposes. That's what's going to work best for you. And so a lot of folks don't get that. And, and, I, and I understand, you know, because in the advisor world, nobody wants to give tax advice. You know, it's one of the benefits here at Statler Financial is we have a side company that is actually a tax return company. We do taxes. So so we have an ancillary uh, company that takes care of that for us. So so we are there gauging that all the time and, and are cognizant of, of how that plays out. So, hey, look, if you're not sure how much risk you have in your portfolio, especially now, give me a call. Let's run through our financial x-ray. We've not talked about that much this show. Let's talk about our financial x-ray. Let's get you plugged in, find out how much risk you have in your portfolio, and let's make sure that it's not too much. Give me a call to schedule your no-obligation financial x-ray, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Give us a call right now to get started on the retirement plan you always dreamed of. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is with Statler Financial Services. I'm Jen Rizak alongside. Is there really a way to have a tax-free retirement or is that just a gimmick? We'll answer that question plus more coming up next. Call Philip Statler today to get started on your complimentary financial x-ray report. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815.
Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. Philip is the inaugural Highlander Award winner for Financial Representative of the Year. Check him out online at statlerfinancial.com. And of course, you can also get on social media, get on Facebook, do a search for Statler Financial Services, and they will pop right up. And uh, Philip, it's funny, you think about the world of finance, there are things that can have a positive impact on one set of people while negatively impacting somebody else at the same time. Uh, There's somebody benefiting from credit card debt, higher taxes, higher interest rates, and there's also somebody who's hurt by those things. So we're going to we're going to go through some of these areas that are both good news and bad news. And how do we navigate them is what we're going to do here in this last part of the show today. I want to start with an example from the lending world. And uh, Philip, I thought this was an interesting headline that I found from Wall Street Journal. Credit card debt keeps falling. So that is good news for everybody except the lenders, except for the credit (laughs) card companies. They don't like that at all, do they? They don't. You're right. Right. <laughs> you know that's that, you're right. You know it's a great that's a great example. Is, is that that type of thing is good news for the you know for our population, not so good for the banks and the credit card companies. And and, and obviously that's great news. Um, people are paying down their debt, which is tremendous. I mean, it's one thing we've been looking for for a long time in this economy of ours. Um, and so we, we look at that, but the, the companies that, that issue those cards, you know, they rely on more people using them, carrying higher and higher balances because that's where their revenue comes from, right? The, the credit card fees, the interest rates. Um, so, so this could indicate a, a coming long-term trend, if you will, hmm. with how people are thinking about debt, which is, which is good news. Yeah, yeah. That they're thinking about debt that way. However, it's bad news for those companies. Again, in 2020, credit card spending in the U.S. totaled some nearly $3.9 trillion on just general purpose and store cards, you know, and that's down 9% from 2019 spending. Now, you could say, well, is it the pandemic? Not necessarily, because I think more people shop from home, spend more money, (laughs) you know, on the pandemic. But I think they, they were, a lot of them were smart with some of their stimulus money and, and use that money to pay down debt. The question is, will that continue right. in 2021 and 2022? If it does, Jenna, I think that will be good news for uh, for us here in the United States. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you talk to clients about addressing things like that, that high interest debt before retirement? Because with debt, again, there's there's a difference between a mortgage and, and credit card debt. How do you talk to people about addressing some of that while they're still working? You know, that's, that's a good question because I, I do get that question a lot. Um, it, kind of the opposite effect, right? Should I pay off my house? Mm-hmm. Um and, and I know that's not the high interest rate debt because going into retirement, I tell everybody, look, you need to be debt free except for maybe your mortgage. Okay. And if your mortgage, if you're paying three and a quarter, maybe three and a half or less, I, I wouldn't be in a hurry to pay my mortgage off because typically you're going to be able to make more money on your investments than three, three and a half percent. Now, if you just got it sitting at the bank, not the case. But if you truly have it invested in some kind of retirement income plan or investment plan, you should be earning 
on average, better than three, three and a half percent. So it doesn't make sense to pay off the house. It does make a lot of sense to pay off anything else that has a higher interest rate than that three and a half percent. It just makes total sense. And, and the more out of debt you are heading into retirement, the better off you're going to be, the more comfortable you're going to be uh, in that retirement lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it would be a good thing. <laughs> it seems like it would be a really good thing. Here's another one. Um, low interest rates. We hear that referred to as a double-edged sword. It's good news for borrowers if you are taking on that mortgage. If you are at a stage of life when you are borrowing money, you love low interest rates. It's bad news for savers, though, for people who are wanting to to earn something off of that in retirement. Talk about how that works. Well, you're right. I mean, so much. I mean, we're so uh, thankful right now that mortgage rates are so low and interest rates seem to be very low, on, even on car loans. And, mm-hmm. and and even, you know, credit card rates have gone down a little bit just because interest rates uh, as a factor. But it is a double-edged sword because the poor folks that are that are thinking about retirement, you know, they have their money in savings making Zero. Making nothing, you know, right. Virtually nothing. It is nothing when you take into consideration taxes and inflation, right? <laughs> right. So I spoke with somebody the other day and they had a CD renewing and um, they were antsy. You know, Phil, we need to, we got to do something. We, we got to do something. You know, the, it was a five year. We, we really did well the last five years. We we're getting three, three and a quarter. But the renewal rate is uh, for five years is like, I think it's going to be a half or three quarters of a percent. And that you just, you, you can't get ahead if that's all you're making on your money at the bank. And so, you know, it's good for those people that have to borrow money, but people that need to live off their interest rates, it hasn't been good for them for, it seems like forever, Jen. It's been a mm-hmm. long time since we've seen decent interest rates. Mm-hmm. So how do you help retirees navigate those lower interest rates in retirement? When you're at that phase of life where this is affecting you, how do you help people deal with this? Well, I think that we look at a couple of things. One is, is that most people, they have their money at the bank because they want something safe and secure. The issue is, is that most of those type people actually need a little bit of risk in their portfolios. Um, and so, and, and they just don't realize it, or they're so risk averse, they're not willing to take the chance. But it is, you know, even somebody that's 90 years old, a lot of times we'll sit down with them and, and they'll have a little bit of money in the market, not a lot, but still they need a little bit of that exposure to help keep up with inflation. So you say, Phil, but what do you do to get safety? Well, you know, there are things out there that will give you some principal protection, and give you some decent earnings over the lifetime. And we use annuities for that. Um, a lot of times, index annuities will, will give us the ability to, to know that their principal is, is protected. You know, they're not going to be affected by market risk, but yet they're going to get a better rate of return than what they're getting on their savings in the bank. And so, so that's an area that a tool, that's one of the tools we use. Is it the only tool? No, but it, it is a tool that will get us safety and a better return than what they see at the bank, Jen. 
Philip, how do you help somebody create a plan where they don't outlive their money if, if they do end up living a long time? You know, it starts with finding out what they need in terms of, of monthly income. And we build that by taking what their budget is today. We apply some, some inflationary numbers. We don't know what inflation is going to be, but we, we have to plan for something. And we do, we put inflation numbers in there. It says, hey, look, we're on inflation. We need to build this out so that, so that you get periodic raises in your income from now to age 100. Um, and so we look at putting together those buckets and, and making sure that, that we are going to put together a plan that, that is conservative enough to get you through retirement the rest of your life, but objective enough to give you enough income to live off of. So folks, listen, when you look at your retirement, a written retirement income plan is key part of that planning process. Give us a call and let us help walk you through that process to determine what your retirement could look like given your account balances right now. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. Again, that number is 863-285-3815. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement. From the pitch, swung at a little too soon. Strike three, you're out. To the joke told at the wrong time. To barely missing your connecting flight. This is the final boarding call for flight 109 to Chicago. Timing is everything. The same is true for your social security benefits. Take them too soon and you can leave a lot of money on the table. Take them too late and you might spend down too much of your savings. Everybody's situation can be different, but taking your Social Security benefits at the right time is important for your retirement success. Philip Statler at Statler Financial understands Social Security and can help you make decisions that are best for you and your retirement dreams. Call 863-285-3815 to start optimizing your benefits. With Social Security, timing is everything, so don't delay. Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial today. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. 285-3815. Our firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida.